This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. You know what, JR? I told Riv, I said, when, as soon as we bring him onto the Zoom, we should just start recording right away. He's like, no, no, you got to yeah. do your open. You got to do your, yeah. your build up, you know, what we're talking about today and all that. And, and I'm just kind of like, you get on here and it's and out of the blue, you're talking about, yeah. you know, life. No, you got to go right away. You got to go right away. It, I, yes. So that it's organic. Up. Like Riv is, yeah. the sun comes up on yes. this side. The ocean's over there. Oh, so maybe before the here. end of this uh, podcast, we'll do the, well, you know, you know, you'll be able to see the ocean. You know, we're talking about beat. We're inside JR's house. Hey, if I, oh. if I say something really stupid, you can edit it. So that's, you know, that's okay. That's, that's the best part yeah. about podcasts, but you know what? There's, I don't, yeah. We like to keep uh, the stupid stuff in there, JR. We like to keep, uh, you know, it's the reason why we hey, left. By, by the way, I don't give a shit. Keep it in. That's good. There you go. You well, and me both. Okay. So yeah, it's early where you are. It's, I, I, I didn't up, realize I get, I get you were doing this so early for us. Pardon? I get up at, I get up at 5.30 or, five, or 6 every single day. So it doesn't matter. Why? Why? Like, why? What time do you go to bed at night? Uh, 10, 9, 10. Wow. So you're a, you are an early riser to begin with because like five, listen, when, listen, when, when, when you love life, you want to take advantage of every second of the day. But okay. So, so serious question. Sounds to me like you have a lot of structure in your life. Um, like, like, I guess routine, like, do you have a good routine in the day? Like, it sounds yes. like you get up like it, like I, I, I'm willing to bet you take a shit at the same time every day. Uh, yes. Right after I finish this and before <laughs> yeah. I go on to spin class, That's, right you, before I go into spin class. So, so you know if what, all, Rib- if all the, if all the women knew, you know, why I went in right before spin class, I, it, it might be a smaller class because <laughs> my coffee then spin ready to go. So do you, do you have a Peloton? Do you ever do the, do you ever ride at home? Like, no, the- no I, no, I, I hate working out at home because we're, my home is where I relax. My home is like, it's my peaceful place. I don't want to sit here and sweat and, and hate to work out and hate, hate part of my house. So I always go out. So I go to a class and, you know, I have a big bunch of people that give me good energy and, you know, great music. And I, and I ride, I spin every day and then I do push-ups and sit-ups. Do you, and eat, I'm good do you go. eat well? Are you a healthy I eater? I do. I do. Okay. Um, no, I don't do. How much did do, you uh, weigh when you finished playing in the NHL? Two, 209. And, and you two, weigh two, 220 now? now. 220. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad yeah, at all. And I, could, I can get down to 215, 210 if I really, really want to in a couple of weeks, but yeah, not, not ready yet. Well, ready listen. Yet. No, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing about us. We know our bodies and we, like, I believe we can, we, if we want to flick the switch on, I believe that we can, we know how to, how to do whatever it is we want to do, you know, get in shape, lose weight, build muscle, whatever we've done it all our lives. Do you um, know, you know what, you know, you know what changed, you know, you know, what changed my whole attitude about it. And I, we've all seen our friends blow up and get really big, but I was watching a hockey game on television one day and, um, the Tenorti kid who plays in the Bruins, remember yep. he played against his dad, Mark, yeah, oh big yeah. defenseman, big defenseman. Well, 
I they they panned to him sitting in the stands watching his son's first game, and I was like, "What the fuck? That's not that's, <laughs> that, 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 that's not Mark Tenorti. And it, he looked like Java the Hut. I swear to God, no, no, I don't. I'm sorry, Mark, but I looked at him and said, that's not the same defenseman that fucking punched me in the head and chased me around as a Dallas. And he was long and lean. He was a big, big man, very tough. And uh, he was long and lean too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he went, he went from long and lean to wide and big. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to do. I I mean, I got up to 272 at one point and I'm, I'm as I'm down now to, I'm down to 215, but I was as Good. low as two ten. Yeah, I was You're down to just any right now. Yeah, I was down to two ten, but I, you know, I hurt my knee, so I took the last uh, six weeks off and the Halloween candy. Eh? It, it gets to you, but anyway, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I, I've I've said that too. In fact, quick quick little story for you here before we get into the serious talk. I when I was playing in New Jersey, this is one of the most fun conversations I've ever had in hockey. Was we were on the bus on the way to Philadelphia because we just we bust to Philly. It was an hour and fifteen minutes mm-hmm. or two hours or whatever it was. I can't remember. But anyway, so um, we we're on the back of the bus and I was big. I was a big guy. Okay. <laughs> and we had a conversation. It was, I, I can remember who was there. It was Colin White was a huge part of the conversation. Yeah. Jamie Langenbrunner was a guy. huge part of the conversation. Brian Rolston, Jay Pandalfa was in it, but he's always been in unbelievable shape. So he was never a concern. And Marty Berdur, Okay. And the conversation was, who's going to be the first guy after retirement to hit 300 pounds? <laughs> and I, I mean, I think, I think it was like we were like, I think, oh, I, I mean, I was in there. They were like, Petey or Colin White's like, oh, but I'm going to be 300, no problem. You know, Langenbrunner was like, I might get up there. Marty, you know, because Marty isn't like a real skinny guy. Marty, like, Marty, Marty's, Marty's a little loosey-goosey. Like he's he's a he's not a skinny guy like your traditional skinny goalie like he's six two two twenty and like yeah, big shoulders dude, he was you know loose, he was loosey goosey when he played I can imagine what happens if he doesn't take care of himself afterwards. Well, I was one of those guys Another too. Great guy. Yeah. Another oh great yeah. Yeah. Guy. But anyway, it was just it was just funny how I think all hockey players just may just say screw it i'm just gonna put the weight on because the the pain to stay in shape while you're playing it's hard. It's, it's so hard. hard that that's all working out. That's all we know working out to be is just that painful. Yeah. Right. So you know, the problem thing is, is though, like I, 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 I eat whatever I want. I drink whatever I want. I do whatever I want. I haven't worked out in probably 10 years. And I still, I, I would like, when you look at me, PD and you see me, I don't look like I'm overweight. Well, I just think I'm, I'm tall and, and, lean like when i was but, younger i it was a i was drafted dude, in the montreal canadians it, i was 172 pounds six foot two when i got drafted to the montreal canadians at 18 you know Jeez. zoom takes like, off 20 pounds jr yeah but that doesn't mean shit rev because i was 155 pounds at 18 years old at 5 11 and it, it caught me man it caught me at one time yeah i was too i i I was 250 at one time too, and 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 like this is stupid. Just got down, and I don't want to live this way. So, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Some people have the gift of gift of gain. They have the gift of gain, and unfortunately, when we have nobody telling us what to do, like those trainers that were telling us to be on the bike for yeah. 25 minutes after the game, get in the gym. We were doing it. And we were, you know, we were 
we were focused because people were making us do it. And all of a sudden we get retired and nobody's telling us we have to do it and we can eat everything. We can still drink our beers and everything. Then they you know, there it is. And then it's it fun. sucks. That was the part it. of the game I hated the most. And it was part of the game that I wish I could go back to was just the off yeah. ice, staying in shape, being paid to stay in shape and hang out with your buddies. I mean, it is... I will say this. I will say this. I do have somebody that's on my ass. My wife stays on my ass. Tracy, she always says, she says, when, if the gut gets ahead of the boobs, you're done. Get back. <laughs> no more food. No more hey. booze. Alrighty then. Ac- account- yep. Accountability. Yep. Um, hey gotta be honest man she she keeps me in line well i mean i don't want to transition from you know you know accountability and keeping us honest with our way to accountability and honesty when it comes to the game of hockey but it seems like we have a bit of well transition there yeah you know the the wording was but you know in terms of the seriousness of topics jr i mean uh, you know we go from a a a loose kind of light-hearted fun conversation to maybe one of the darkest weeks in NHL history uh, w- with not just the Chicago Blackhawks, but now with Pittsburgh and some huge names there uh, that are now under the microscope. But without jumping too far ahead, what has this week meant to you uh, from Kyle Beach to Gary Bettman, Donald Fear, and the Chicago Blackhawks and the whole situation? Well, I think what you said is exactly right. I mean, you never like to see a huge black eye like this on, on our sport. And, and, and I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm sitting here saying, really? Like, this can, this, this can happen in the National Hockey League with big, strong, burly, you know, tough guys? You know, hockey players are, you know, they're, they're tough, strong, strong-willed people and good people. I, or at I, least I really portray think- that to be. Correct. Exactly. And that's what we, that's what we've, what we see as players. So we, we see, you know, good outstanding people, good humanitarians, respectful, you know, in general, especially, especially as the players go, you know, the management might be a little bit egocentric and narcissistic and, and all that stuff that, that might be, um, you know, in, and in the NHL too, but to have something like this happen, I think sends just shockwaves to everybody. Like how, like how, Number one, how could this, how could the player let this happen without beating the fuck out of somebody? Number one, because he is a hockey player. Number two, how, how is a player, and you found out about this, that you don't take accountability or you don't do something as a player? And I know you don't, you're in this situation, these guys are going for a Stanley Cup, right? You don't want to wrestle the waters. But, you know, in, in hockey, we always say life and family are bigger than the game right? We've always said that, you know, family before the game, you know, life before the game, your health before the game. Well, it's really disappointing that, that this happened. And now we also have to, have to understand that the three of us don't know everything that happened. There's an investigation going on. Got to let that all plan through, whether we find out everything that happened, will we ever know everything that happened? right with Kyle Beach and the situation like what what was his role in this was alcohol or drugs part of this was you know there's so much that we don't know that it's I think it's frustrating for us but the fact that it wasn't brought out to protect somebody and I'll tell you what I thought John Tortorella said it the best of anybody I've ever said that so far that I've heard he's like it's amazing that people that are supposed to be very highly regarded, respectful 
people made the decision to sweep this under the rug. But what if it was one of their kids, right? If it was one of your kids, if it was one of your kids, would you have made that same decision? And that's such a profound question. And, and another reason, like why? I think this is deeper than, I think this is, I think it, I think this spreads wider than the people that have already been, um, have been, um, I think, uh, affected Held accountable. in this thing and been accountable. I think this is wider. I think, I think it goes wider than we'll even ever know. And unfortunately, this is what, this is what I'm going to say about the end. Hopefully, like everything else, this is a teaching moment. Everything in our life, we have the one teaching moment that will define where Lee goes, how a person acts, what a person decides to do. And hopefully this, this whole situation, this awful situation, teaches people, players, teammates, coaches, GMs, commissioners, uh, PA representatives, PA leaders, um, to make the right decision, no matter what the case is to protect somebody. Well, to get the answers, right, JR? To get the answers, because... Yeah, but you can't... Yeah, but you have to say something, okay? You can't know something is going on and not say something. Yeah. did, Did Patrick Kane, did Jonathan Taves, did Duncan Keith, as the leaders of that team, Seabrook, the leaders of that team, did they know what happened and did they not say anything? Was it, is, it mean, their, I, is it their place? Like, put yourself back in that. How old were you when you guys were in the finals against Pittsburgh? I was 91. Petey, Petey, this is what I'm saying, though. What do you mean, is it your place? Is it your place to protect your friend? Is it no, your no, no, place to, no. Yeah. I, I, no, no, no. I, listen, listen, listen. Okay, so I let guess me. what I'm, what no, I Hold on, Riff, Riff, Riff. Let me, let me clarify. Let me clarify what I meant there because, like, what I meant was it's not, your, not that it's not your place. It's that... If it gets to the players, you have to assume management knows, right? So man, it's, it's definitely not, on not, management to deal with it and do the right thing. And, and not, not necessarily if it, if it happens okay. within the locker, if it happens within the locker room to one of your teammates and you find out about it, that no, it, there's a very good chance that your players will find out before management. So because one of the players might say something or something might happen because the player is going to confide in the teammate more than they'll confide maybe. But I think in this particular situation, because I think he went to Paul Vincent first, you know, I mean, I mean, so I think Craig, correct me if I'm wrong. I think management, I think did know first. So I guess my question is like, is it on, is it on the young players, the young star players that are the leaders of that team? Like John to, to uh, John Taves was twenty one, so I yeah. mean that's that's a young age to to take something on like this in the middle of like your first. I think I think everybody has roles. So I, I mean, when you look at these players and you're saying you know these players should have stepped up and and said something and and been more involved with this. I think that uh, you know they you know a, a Jonathan Taves at age twenty one and Patrick Kane at age twenty and. You know, we're we're thinking that these guys yeah. should be stepping up and 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 taking. Yeah, I, I, and, and by the way, Riv, I don't, I you know, do they as as leaders? I mean, but this is what I'm saying. Like, this is Monday morning quarterback here. Okay, so I'm not sitting here blaming Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves or, or Don Keith. I'm not blaming them. Okay, should they have done something different? Maybe, probably, yes. But if if something like this can teach the kids that are playing today or the people that are at home 
and yeah. or something happens at school okay to see what kind of ramifications this can really turn out to be and 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 think in your mind hey this this is not right this is not good I, you know i have to say something because the problem is is when you don't say something that's when the biggest pain and problems erupt if you don't say something i mean i i i just hope that this this is like a huge huge um uh, oh my gosh, wake up moment yeah. and learning moment for a lot of people. I mean, yeah. that's really, I, I mean, I really, think really this point. when you, ha when you have, when you have situations like this, where there's been, you know, a terrible outcome, you know, I, I look at these moments and say, these, the, this is an opportunity to get better. We have to learn from this. And I, 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 as much as there, this is nowhere near being ended. This I is Sheldon. I thought Sheldon Kennedy did that though. Like I thought Sheldon Kennedy was the pioneer for that. I thought that was, I didn't think anything like this would or could ever happen because of Sheldon Kennedy. I mean, yeah, I don't, but yeah, but I, I don't think that, that the him and Theo Fleury were, were, were a huge, a huge story and a huge, um, I think issue. But I don't. But it didn't. I don't think it spanned to the levels that this is. Right? You had, you had a, a junior coach, and that was it. Right? Um, is but, this is this because uh, it's on the highest level? It's on the it's on the highest level, and it happened absolutely. on the high in, in yeah okay. So yeah, first round draft pick kid with that was drafted eleventh overall that got called up from junior hockey to the biggest and greatest league in the world that every young hockey player strives to get to. And it's a black eye. It's a black eye, you know, and, and, and it's, it's one thing for this terrible situation to happen to Kyle Beach. But what's mm -hmm. even more disturbing to me is when he reached out. And, and obviously that was extremely, I can't even imagine at the age of like 19, reaching out to Paul Vincent you know, who was the strength and conditioning coach and told him basically what had ha happened and to reach out to the NHLPA and say, I need help here because this is what happened. He got two goddamn calls from the NHLPA. That brings Donald up another Fear question. Knew about it. What's the next yeah. question, JR? Donald Fear? See ya. What about, what about Gary Bettman and uh, Bill Daly? See, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I would have to think that they knew that they would know about it. I mean, I don't, um, I don't know. I mean, does, does the, do the yeah. Blackhawks call him and let him know what's going on? I mean, and this is what I say, the investigation is going to, is going to go deeper. I don't know where it'll go. Um, but I would be really, really shocked if the players didn't reach out to the PA because that's their, that's their go-to, right? That's their protection, the PA, that the PA is supposed to protect them. Um, I can so, see, I can see fear knowing about it more than anybody. Well, Kyle Beach, Kyle Beach in his press conference with Rick Westhead said, well, in his interview, it wasn't press conference, his interview, very emotional interview. And he said that Donald fear did know. And the players are, the players met the other night uh, for all the player reps met all yep. the player reps met for the other night for, for a couple hours anyway, hours. And um, they're, they're trying to figure out if Donald fear knew and if he should be continuing in his role there. And 
I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know what the players are waiting for. I sent out a tweet the other day. They want to do an investigation. Yeah, I sent out a tweet the other day, and I said, if Donald Fear is, empl- is, is employed after today, then the players are brainwashed. Or I said, if Donald Fear lives through this vote, then the players are brainwashed. Because why would 100%. Kyle Beach, why would Kyle Beach go on an interview of that magnitude that is going to be globally seen in at least the hockey world, uh, if not the world, okay, and, and, and lie about Donald Fear knowing. Why would he do that? He's in the middle of an investigation with, uh, or, or, or a civil uh, suit with the, with the Hawks. Why is he going to go and do that? He, like, what, kind, what more evidence do you need? I mean, you just had a, had a, a former player who, who has alleged sexual abuse, okay? And, and, and you know, and, and it wasn't even given its time in court. It wasn't even given its time to, 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 to be proven true or false. So I guess, you know, I, I'm, I'm going in a, in a lot of different directions here. But what no, more but you're exactly, evidence? Uh, you're exactly right. You're what exactly more evidence right. do the players need? Like, wake up, wake up! Like, come on! It, yeah. Craig well, just said. Craig just said two. Knew. Go ahead. Yes. For nine Speak years, the NHL knew and did nothing to investigate nor help Kyle Beach in dealing with this trauma. They stopped talking to him after the second call. So. Let me ask you this, JR, whether you call a divisional player rep, Dr. Shaw, or whoever else is in the NHLPA that you're calling, I don't know who you're calling. I don't know who's there anymore. Okay. But whoever you call, because if you're, if you're Kyle Beach, you might not get Donald fear, unfortunately, even with the story that you're about to tell him, you may not get Donald fear, but whoever you get is going to go to Donald fear. Is he not? Uh, if if he's a smart person, a smart businessman, he does for sure. Because Ed, the buck stops with him. He's the one that makes the. He's the one that he's the dog. He's the barking dog. He's the one that makes shit happen. So it 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 lies with the leader at the top. It always does. So I don't know what's taking so long. I mean, so well is Donald Fear gonna rely on? We're gonna I'm gonna pass the buck to somebody else. Of course you will. Of course you will. Could plausible deniability. Does it plausible have any? Does it have anything to do with uh, Kyle Beach not really being a part of the NHLPA or, you know, because he came from junior? Possible, possible, but I, I, that, that's not. I don't. Yeah, but on a, a human, on a human it's level, a bad, it's a bad excuse hu- because he's still he's still with an NHL team. He's still an, an NHL draft draftee. Still. I don't, regardless of where he came from, he's still part of the family. So, um, you know, like I said, I think there's a lot, there's a lot to this entire thing that will continue to, to expand and what will come out. Um, And I think on both sides, you know, you're going to hear stories of, you know, from other people about Kyle Beach at that time. And let, let that all come out, let that all come out. And once it does, you know, Elliot Friedman had a quote in his article. He was using an analogy that that, uh, somebody he was uh, quoting anonymously uh, had said, and they said that this, this whole thing is like an iceberg. You know, there's, we're seeing 
you know, a little bit up There's top. Much, lots underneath. Lots yeah, underneath. Vast majority of it is under the water. So, you know, there's going to be a, a lot more that comes out. All, all in all, all in all, it's an awful, awful <clears throat> black eye on the National Hockey League. And um, let's see, let's see who, uh, you know, let's see where it goes. And let's, uh, and in the ultimate end, um, Let's make sure that hopefully everybody learns something from it. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be lawsuits up the wazoo. I'm sure Kyle Beach is going to get, is going to get, you know, well compensated for the years that he's, uh, he's been in, in peril in his, in his mind. Not that that's, you know, what he wants, but it's going to happen. And we just got to, we, we got to learn man. learn. We got to be smarter in this world. We got to learn to protect each other. We got to learn to protect sometimes the people that we don't even know. And we got to be good human beings because unfortunately in this fucking world that we're in today, there are a lot of fucking bad human beings and people got to wake up and start getting, being better individually. I, I'll beach uh, in that interview, which was very, very powerful. I'm sure you watched, uh, I'm sure you watched all of it. Um, you know, kind of felt sick to your stomach, to be honest with you, listening to him. You know, you can definitely tell that he is, uh, he's got a lot of stuff buried inside. And uh, this finally, for the first time, people understand and know that he is not lying. He's not a liar anymore. Uh, the report came out, the investigation, a lot of stuff came out. And I just thought it was interesting. And I liked what he had to say. He's like, I'm a survivor. I've buried this for 10, 11 years. And it's destroyed me from the inside out. And I want everybody to know, in the sports world, in the world, you're not alone. Yeah. Well, He's a pretty I, courageous uh, Because man we're not right live. Now. Because we're not live. <clears throat> I just... And by, and by, and by I, the way, by, by the way, um, I'm just going to say this because I think it's very important too. Um. When something like this happens to you, don't wait seven, eight, nine years, no matter how embarrassing it is, no matter how, how hurtful it is, um, say something right away. Don't wait seven, eight years to, or five years or three years to, to come out and, and, and say something. You got to say something right away. You got to nip it in the butt right away. Because again, people are like, this is back in 2010. How did this happen? So people are out there if this happens to somebody you have to say something right away they, they can't they can't and no matter what the shame is no matter what the pain is you, you got to do it right because it's going to come out the pain that you're going to endure for afterwards is probably going to be worse than the pain that you're that you're going through i don't know so uh, let me just mark the time on this because i i, I want to ask you guys i, I want to ask you guys a serious question and i, I mean and it's, it's not going to be received very well. Okay. So I don't even know how to really preface it. Um, I have a lot of questions. Okay. I have a lot of questions and the questions uh, are uncomfortable questions. I don't know if you read at all, any of the 107 page document from uh, the, you know, the investigation that was done on the Hawks, but like, so I'll just say this. I'll, I'll just, I'll just get it out there. So Jr. 
I was, when I was a child, I was sexually abused. Okay. Um, that's the detail. I'll get into it with you. It's, it's become more comfortable to talk about, but it's not easy to talk about. <clears throat> but so I can, I can relate a lot to what Kyle Beach is talking about in terms of the secret, the pain, the fear, the embarrassment, the kind of all of it. Now, remember, I was six, seven, eight. Okay. And I wasn't 19. I wasn't six, three, and I wasn't 200 pounds. Right. And I also knew at 19 as a second round draft pick, and I, again, like this is going to sound, this, this is, these are just questions I have. I knew it was a second round draft pick at 19, at 18, that a, 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 um, Jeff Holbrook, the video coach of the Buffalo Sabres, could not get me into the NHL. Correct. Did not have the power to get me in the NHL. I, I knew that. I, now I knew he could go into the coach's office and say, this guy's a great kid. He's a great kid, works hard, great attitude around the room. He can give you that kind of an endorsement, but he can't go up to the coach and say, get this kid in the lineup. He's ready to play. Correct. And like, so I sit and I say, so I wish I was 19 when that creep tried to do what he did to me, because I, I would have, I'm not saying this to be tough. I'm saying this because I knew my abilities. I would have beaten him within an inch of his life and then had him explain why I beat him within an inch of his life. And that would have been the end of it. But I didn't have that choice. I didn't, I didn't have, I, I didn't have the capability mentally as a, as a vulnerable kid to, to be able to decipher what was being told to me for the fear aspect of the secret versus the reward aspect of the secret. And now, I, like, so I, I just sit and I say, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just how saying it, that. It, it, I, listen, I, I, I think, I think how does this I happen? Think, how does this think, fucking think, happen? Going... How are you six three, two hundred pounds, and let a pip squeak video coach? Okay, this is this is where I think this is where you're. I think this is this is kind of what you're where you're going down. I think it's a it's a very powerful. Um, and I'm sorry it's, if it's this is offending. No, no, anybody, no, listen, no, listen. No, but I I'm just curious. Way, how can you? How could you not? think that way okay six or seven or eight years old vulnerability you're at your your peak right your strength your decision making your you don't know what's going on at 19 years old you know what this stuff is at 19 years old you are a man at 19 years old you should be smart enough to understand the repercussions or know or at least um you know at least the powers of the people that are around you like you're saying so that leads me in what you're saying that leads me to that other part of the, the beginning of this, this podcast where I said, we don't know all the situations and all the information. Now, I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell any, I'm not going to say anything is untrue. I'm not going to say anything is being lied about, but I don't know what Jay Beach's 
situation was at 19. Kyle there. Beach, Kyle Beach, Jay Beach, Kyle Beach, Beach. Kyle, Kyle Beach. I don't, I don't know what his mentality was. I don't know what his, what, what his sexual his, curiosities. I know that at six, seven, eight, okay. I'm not, I'm not sex, I'm not supposed to be sexually curious at six, seven, eight years old. But I know that Correct. 19, I am whether whether it's one way or the other. It you know you you at a younger age you're even starting to to experience sexual. Uh, feelings and emotions. I mean, it's puberty. It's okay, well, part listen, of growing up. It's part of, you know, I, I want to ask you a question. Animals. You're right. You're right. I, but I want to ask you a question because again, th- there were two people that started this thing. There were two people that started this thing. So there's two different stories. And you know what they say? There's two, there's three stories to every story, his story, their story, and the truth. Okay. Will we ever know the exact truth? Because we weren't there. None of us were there. We have to go by what everybody says. And obviously, obviously people are going to, they're, they're going to side with the victim more than anything. And this is why I say you got to well, be we really do know careful. That... Well, go ahead, hold on a second. No, go ahead and finish, finish what you're going to say, JR. It's, we don't know what was done in that room. We don't know the situation physically, whether alcohol was involved, that misjudged somebody's judgment drugs were involved we don't know now did, did what did kyle beach ever make the chicago blackhawks did he he did, did not know he, he did not make the team did he play in the national hockey league for an extended period of time no the answer is no he didn't play at all okay okay you have a situation like this and kyle beach never reached his dream never reached his dream and then this comes out seven years later. He's playing in Europe. Um, I, I just think there's way too many things that we don't know, for regardless of the reason. And it's a terrible situation. Yeah, you know what the problem but, is? Is that, you know, the problem is, is that we don't know. And everyone's afraid to bring it up because, because everyone's sensitive. And they should be because this is because if, because if we're wrong about the, about, 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 you know, what, what anyone would, that anyone would dare question this. If we're wrong, we are absolutely horrific human beings. Well, okay. That like, I understand that, but tough questions need to be asked in these situations. And like, you know, I, I just, I sit and I, I, I just wonder, I just sit and I think, and I'm, I'm like, you know, like I'm asking all those questions too, because of my, because of my, you know, situation, do I have the right to, yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I think, I think I do because I'm trying to understand the mindset because, because I don't think I'll ever, I don't think I'll I know. Ever, maybe it's because I, of what I, I know about what happened. Know. Maybe it's because of what I know about what happened to me and what it does to somebody's life and how it drastically alters their psyche. But, but, but at the same time, okay. So at, let me at ask 19, you at ask you 19, you should, you should, there was, there's no amount of, there's, unless I, unless I am completely drugged where I'm passed out, that would be the only way because I, I, I know my sexuality and I was comfortable in my sexuality, regardless of what happened to me when I was a, a kid, I didn't have any questions about my, my true sexuality that I know that as buckled as I have been in my drunkest days, that this never, ever would have happened. I would have had to have been passed out or drugged for this to happen, to have any kind of, of willingness to engage. 
without beating, without hitting, without being violent, maybe even killing this person. But again, that's you, Petey. You're, yeah, you're talking about yourself. Yeah. There, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, people, personalities. We I don't have the right, information on the situation. Um, the, the abuse. So am I a bad person for saying that? No, 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 no not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I can no, no, understand what you're saying, Andrew. But, but this is, this is, but this, is this a frustrating thing, Riff, is that we will never know. We, we well, we'll try we, and find out no, as much information as we can. For we sure. will never get the 100% information, but Correct. What, I, what I can say, uh, guys, is that, you know, the abuser has been caught multiple times, okay? Multiple times. And, you know, he is a predator. Yeah, he is a predator. That this, you don't think that this There's is no the question. first time that he's abused People, he is a predator. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows how to speak to you. He knows, uh, you know, he's going to, um, you know, attack a certain type of person. You know, there, there's these people are, are, I mean, they're, they're abusers, but they're also predators. They know what they're doing. And uh, he's mm -hmm. been caught multiple times. Yeah. And let me, let me just follow up what I was saying with, it still should have been reported. Like when, like all of that being said, when, when, wh whether, whether okay, that, is, it all should have been reported. Like when Kyle Beach went to, when Kyle Beach went, it still should have, there should have been some sort of an internal investigation or an investigation period so that at least at least the truth could have come out and then, and then therefore Brad Ulrich would have had some kind of a I marking think, against his name yeah, that yeah, this yeah, is happening. He would not have had another like, job, but see, I think that's, that's the learning part of this whole thing. Okay. That's the learning right. part. Like, listen, there's always going to be predators. Like Riv said, they're going to be out there all the time. The learning part of this is to not wait to nip it in the bud, to take it, to take control of it say something, do something, be a friend. And if, if the person that you know this happened to, you be the one to step up and protect them. Yeah. Okay. Because that person might. So in, if anything comes out of this whole thing, it, we have to, at some point, um, give people the courage and give people the, uh, the, the, the human decency in their body to say, say something, do something, don't yeah. wait. That, I mean, that, that's got it. I mean, that's you know what? Ultimately... This is why this is all wrong here, JR. And this is why Correct. the biggest Correct. story in NHL history is this young man went to Paul Vincent, someone that he trusted. He went and told him what had happened. Paul Vincent went to the executive members of the Chicago Blackhawks organization. They all sat in a room and they all said that they would take care of it. The cover-up is why Brad was Aldridge was the able to. Cup. Yeah, the cover-up. The cup two weeks later. The cover-up is why Brad Ulrich was allowed to. It's wrong you know, when you the sit kid there. Michigan. It sit. It, you sit there, and and not only after the season, Cow Beach went to the NHLPA. He went to the NHLPA and asked for help. They called him twice, and never heard from. They never called him back again. I mean. You look at how many, you look at this, the, the problem with what's going on right now is everybody is trying to sweep things under the table instead of dealing with 
what's in front of them. Sweep it under the table. Keep it quiet. No one knows. And that's what's wrong. And that's what's going to come out 100%. here. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt a lot of people because we need to change. You know, with, with tough situations, with tough situations in life, you, you right, learn Rev. from them and you try and make it better. That's right, Riv. And it comes down to being better human beings, man. In Sweep. all facets, in all facets of our world. Be a Sweep. better human being. So. Sweeping it under the rug is, is the is the ultimate problem with society in general. And it's, it's where things compound and they, they, they mound up and they, they, you know, they, they start to take over and whether it's, whether it's sweep, you know, your emotions under the rug, you know, like Kyle beach did, like I did for 30 years, um, you know, other victims of other, of other crimes or heinous acts, or whether it's, it's a, a team trying to, sweep it under the rug to try to, to cover their own asses. Eventually, eventually, what do you have? You just have a rug with a huge mound in the middle of it. And eventually someone's going to be like, what's underneath that rug? Yeah. And, and it's well, all going to come out. And well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, the, the National Hockey League players, they better grow some balls. They better fucking make a statement. And they have an opportunity right now to make a statement by saying, listen, when we have big leadership and big leadership lets us down, th there's accountability. And I don't give a shit what they say. Don Fear needs to be held accountable. And they have the opportunity right now because they're already down the road looking into investigation with them. And I'm telling you, right, we had this conversation last week. I think there's things that are being done in the, in the NHLPA that are undermining the players. And now you got the major under, undermining the players. So to me, Don Fear needs to go, and he needs to go now. Yeah. What about what's I'll happening? End, I'll in, end with this though. Well, I'll hold on. Thing. Don't end. Don't end. Don't end yet, because unless it's about Pittsburgh, but go, well, we can wrap this conversation up about about this. No, I just I wanted to, I wanted to you know I listened to Gary Bettman in his uh, NHL news conference, sat there with Bill Daly, and answered uh, multiple multiple questions, and it's. You know, it's a head scratcher to all of us who, who many of us who listened to that press conference and Rick Westhead, who basically was the sole reporter who, you know, did all the down deep investigating to, to bring this story to, to light, took him, I don't even damn near 45 minutes an hour to ask a question, his first question, 44 questions in. That's number one, which is kind of head scratching, to be honest with you. And number two was when Gary Bettman was asked about, you know, as much as Kyle Beach, you have said that, you know, him and his family will have whatever resources they need to try and, you know, work and resolve and, and, and um, heal themselves. He, uh, Gary Bettman was asked about what about, what about the, the, the 16 year old boy in Michigan that got molested? Is he going to have the same resources? And it's a pretty simple goddamn answer, man. Yes, he will. Uh, yes, he will. We Batman will do said whatever he's going to need takes. to get, get the facts or something. I, I'm prepped. What do you mean I'm, get I'm the facts? The guy was. The, I know, the, I know. I, Craig, I know. Was, I, and that's the problem with Gary Bettman. Jail. 
whether it's the CTE or like like concussions and and CTE uh-huh. aren't related, uh-huh. whether or anything else. It's like it's like man, like he'll just sit there and take punch after punch because he does not care. He does not. You have to have no soul to be Gary Batman. No soul. Period. That's my thought. Um, great take, Riv. Great take. And PD, great takes. Seriously. Thanks. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Bill Guerin, Mario Lemieux, this whole story. I mean, is this, is, are we going to have a repeat here? I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I mean, whether we just, I, again, this, we can't keep covering shit up that's going to affect people's lives forever. You've got to nip it in the bud, man. This is just not right. Sun's coming up there. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you, you know, riding through a, a difficult conversation, a conversation I didn't expect myself to have and bring out my own personal experiences. And, but and obviously you, that speaks to I, me because I, I was hey, comfortable enough way, to do that. What's that? I, and, and I love that you brought that up. That is such a, I mean, it's, it's such an important thing to let people know. Just, you know, in any situation, like the, like the football players that are coming out because they're gay, right? Um, it sends such a message to, to younger people, to younger kids that says, hey, but I shouldn't be embarrassed about this because look at my heroes or people that are big, strong, strapping, you know, uh, athletes have, are going, have gone through the same thing, are going through the same thing, and it's okay. And if, if, if the more we can say to tell people it's okay, and you saying that, PD, is an amazing thing. I think that's fantastic. We're not judging you. Uh, we not judge you. That. Not at all. But well, the- it's so important to, for people to say something because it, it empowers other people. And if other people can get empowered, there's less going to be less suicides. There's going to be less mental health. There's going to be less yeah. um, hatred. There's going to be less hatred. And and I think that's really important moving forward. Like, like I said, especially in our world today, because we have so much, so many problems with uh, people in terms of their attitudes, the things that they say, um, the evilness that, that is going on, regardless whether it's, um, you know, whether it's at home or in our country or outside our country. So I think what you said empowers people to be to come out and make themselves stronger. So good for you, man. I well, unfortunately that. too, unfortunately too, for me, unfortunately it's a, it makes, sometimes it, it makes me have a more cynical approach and uh, you know, I mean, okay. you know, I, okay. I, I don't know. That's okay. I, I can't apologize for that. That's I'll never, that's just who I am. I'll never change that. Right. By but, the way, no, and by the way, nobody's, no, nobody's going to get mad at you for that because she, we, Right, Rev. Nobody's gonna yeah. get mad at you for that. For that. For that. No take. question. That's, I mean, that's right. Well, I it's appreciate take, you saying it, that. It's a take that yeah. you can have too, and uh, not many people can uh, relate. Yeah. You know? So I can't. I can't I, say I, anything. I respect. Uh, yeah. I respect you. Uh, you know, bringing out uh, something like that. That's obviously very tough to talk about. Well, you guys are the best. It and, makes me love uh, you. It makes me love you even more, Pete. Yeah, well, I would take that. More. I would take that big two hundred and twenty pound bear hug from you too, right now, down by the ocean too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We could do like a, a a Rocky and Apollo uh, thing where where we kind of you know jump in the water and give yeah. each other a hug after I beat you in a hold, race. Hold, hold hands at the corner. Oh, J- thank you, man. That was uh, that was that was uh, therapeutic. 
uh, honest and in a heavy conversation and, and uh, we appreciate that out of you. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. So. And listen, listen, it's great. That, what, a, what a great, informative and educate, hopefully educational show this was today. But all right. Again, 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 we'll find out more, but um, let's all be better people. Let's all be better people. Okay. Well, well said. Well said. River, you were fantastic today, buddy. Thanks. Riv, for Riv awesome. Riv, Riv, awesome. By the way, uh, great research, Riv. I love I loved the research, man. You were on it with your, with your facts today. Sick, sick facts, Riv. The guy's a sponge. The guy is a I've, – I've learned this about Craig, and as he sits back like there – 40, 45 questions in, you finally get – I'm like, that's – one, two, three, four, five. That's great, <laughs> Riv. You're on it, man. Oh, listen, Fantastic. Fantastic. Fantastic 44th stuff. question that was asked. Fantastic 44th. Way to be on the ball, Riv. Not Way good. to be on the ball, buddy. Way to go. <laughs> love you guys. No, we love, love you too, guys. man. Awesome as always. See you, JR. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.